It doesn't matter what level of the organizational chart you serve. We all have a duty to work together with others in order to adequately serve our patients. Today, we'll talk about maintaining and building relationships on this edition of the QMC Board and Caller. Welcome. Welcome to the QMC Board and Caller, news and thought-provoking discussions for today's emergency medical service provider. The Board and Caller podcast series is brought to you by QuickMed Claims, a national leader in emergency medical transportation revenue cycle management and reimbursement consultant. Now, your host for today's podcast, QMC's Director of Client Services, Gary Harvett. We'll devote today's discussion with the mindset that we must cultivate a relationship dialogue with other healthcare providers in order to obtain the necessary information to adequately serve our patients. Let's face it, folks. All of us need the dollars to keep our system running smoothly and adequately. It is important that we work together with the facilities we serve and the people that are part of those facilities to minimize the negative impact for our patient population. To cite an example, we only have to look at the Medicare pre-authorization trial program of a few years back. As you know, this program was being tested by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services in the states of New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and South Carolina. The program required EMS agencies to submit documentation to prove a patient's medical necessity prior to the transportation and ultimate Medicare payment for said transportation when the frequency of the transports meet the definition of being a repetitive transport, that is at least three transports per a 10-day period or one transport per week for three consecutive weeks. Medicare Administrative Contractors, or MACs, had to be provided with information that demonstrated medical necessity and reasonableness of the patient for the transports to be provided and receive a pre-authorization approval that covers the approval to pay for those transports for a period of 60 days. However, those of us in EMS administration soon learned that while CMS claimed there was no additional documentation requirement connected with this, in function, there really was. Aside from a properly prepared and executed PCS, the medical necessity form, the MAC medical review teams considering the pre-authorization request began this program by requesting much more than, than just rudimentary explanation of the patient's conditions. The medical review teams flew out of the gates with this program rejecting nearly all of the initial requests. Their explanation for disallowing the pre-authorization request was typically due to a lack of sufficient medical necessity documentation. Translation, they wanted doctors, hospital, facility notes, progress notes, medical record verification of the patient's inability to be safely transported by any other means than an ambulance that emanated from documentation they wished to review that was not only wholly produced by an EMS source. While, in theory, this always should have been something we in EMS held in our back pocket to explain the medical necessity of these patients, we had relied on our own assessments and review of these patients to justify what we believe, and in many cases truly know, to establish medical necessity. So, 
Through this, we all learned that we were going to need the help of doctors and facility staff, such as the rehabilitation people, diagnostic staff, nursing personnel, all to provide us with copies of their documentation, their progress notes, to adequately paint a picture of the patient's condition to justify the need for pre-authorization and ultimately the payment for Medicare. You're probably listening to this podcast and quickly saying, I'm just an EMT or an EMTP. Relationship building is for the guys in the billing office or the people in the front office, the administration of my organization. I just do the street thing. You couldn't be more wrong. Before you dismiss that you have no role in all of this, consider this. Relationship building for an EMS agency starts with you. Yes, you, the street level person. If the non-EMS healthcare providers are even going to consider cooperating with our needs for documentation, then they have to respect us. You are the people that they truly see every day. So ask yourself, next time you go on a run, what do I look like today? Did I iron my job shirt? Did I run a comb through my hair? Did I brush my teeth? Do I look like death warmed over? Am I smiling? Am I courteous, friendly, helpful? Do I appear like the professional that I truly am? If we exude a culture of professionalism, then the healthcare community at large will surely respect us. Now, when the billing office or administrative staff contact a facility or healthcare provider and explain the need for information, you can rest assured with the right amount of courtesy and education, those individuals on the other end of the request will be more willing to cooperate by providing the information you are asking for today. Basic human courtesy and interaction skills are always required in any profession, but much more so in ours. It's simple common sense. You have a need for information, they have a need to move the patient. We all work together and the job gets done and hopefully paid for. I hope you enjoyed today's presentation on relationship building. Should you have any questions, please don't hesitate in contacting us at clientservices at quickmedclaims.com. Thanks for attending today. I hope you have a great day and hey, be safe out there.